You may ask, how did this tradition get started? I'll tell you. I don't know. But it's a tradition. And because of our traditions, every one of us knows who he is and what God expects him to do. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk Torah. I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson with NRM Streamcast, and we'll spend our time talking Torah, learning stuff, and having fun while we learn. You can always send your questions and comments to our mailbag at letstalktorah at gmail.com, and I will answer as many as I can. So many things happening. First day back in school. The weather is scorching outside. But today we're actually starting with our guest first um, for a repeat appearance. So I must not have been too bad last time. Um, Aliza Ben Shalom, my favorite name, like we talked about, is back to talk about her new book, Virtual Dating, Your Guide to Dating in a Social Distant World. Perfect timing for all the corona stuff. Aliza is a dating coach who will help you manifest your soulmate. I have no idea what that means. Aliza, how are you today? Great, Steve. How are you? Amazing. How do I manifest my soulmate? You, wait, you're already married, aren't you? You already did I, it. I am, but I mean for all the people you're helping, but yes. Uh, okay, so virtual dating is something that is new. Um, when we're talking about manifesting our soulmate, it used to be that you could go to an event. It used to be that you could hang out with people in person. <laughs> there are a lot of things that you were able to do and modern day is not allowing us to do that. And online is online. Long distance dating is a thing of the past. Now it's virtual dating, which is I may be able to see you and I may be able to talk to you or virtually see you, but I'm not actually gonna be able to necessarily see you in person, not so easily and not so quickly. So manifesting your soulmate and helping them to, uh, like appear before your eyes and and be drawn to you is something that's a little bit different right now. Very, very different. So is the book officially out yet? No, it is coming out September 6th, but I have a uh, paper version that I printed out and I also have my, um, you know, my not for resale proof copy that uh, has all of the details in it, and we're fixing up some final edits and, and getting ready for publication. Oh, cool. I want you to know I did read through our skim, but I'm a fast reader. I went through the PDF yeah. you sent me. I I'm not a writer. I'm not a printer. But it was interesting to look at your comments um, in that PDF of what you were telling the print, what you wanted, what you didn't want, what you go in. I thought that was very interesting. That was just a, a, a personal thing. But okay, so now with Corona and you're a dating coach and we started virtual dating, um, really the first question is, what was your, what is your goal in your new book? My goal in my new book is, first of all, to help people um, have the tools that they need to succeed with dating. I've heard from a lot of people, oh, you know what? I'm just going to go on pause, right? I'm just going to like, I'll put dating on pause. I'm not necessarily going to date right now. I'll wait. And I don't want anybody to wait because I don't think that this is ending anytime soon. I think that we've entered a new world of dating and that we just have to adapt to it. So my goal is for somebody to 
learn about the process of what's happening to adjust to dating. If they want to take a dating break, great, let them take a dating break. If they want to get started dating and they want to try to do it a little bit more successfully or gracefully, then we've got a lot of tools here. And if somebody's like, Aliza, I don't even know about all this. I just want to like I want to explore. Let me browse through this. They can crack open the book. They can explore it. There's a lot of exercises. I'm very into practical. So I really want people to have all the information that they need and all of the tools that they need to be successful. And that's all jam-packed into the book. Definitely, definitely jam-packed. It's actually, to, to sort of clarify, it, it's not just a book you sit down and read. It's actually a workbook. Where you're supposed to yes. write down, and I guess you could explain yourself better how you created this workbook. Right. So I kind of was thinking if I was working with somebody, how would I go through that process and how do I translate that into a book form? So it's almost as if you've got your dating coach and Aliza's by your side and we're talking. And so I guide people through the steps and then I give them a book and a workbook all in one. So at the end of every chapter, there's a takeaway and there's an exercise for them to do. So this, you're right that it's not just a book that you should just sit and lounge and read and just, you know, sip your coffee and it's no big deal. And tomorrow you'll do something else. This is a book to transform your life because you're looking for a life partner and this has the potential to help you have the tools that you need in order to meet somebody. Yeah, I was going to back up. I want to make sure it's clear. When you say dating, you don't just mean going out to meet new friends. When you say dating, what do you mean? Okay, so I started a business that's called Marriage Minded Mentor. So I am marriage minded. My clients and the people that I love working with are marriage minded. Uh, if you don't like the word marriage minded, I would say relationship minded, long term relationship minded. So I'm not talking about dating for the sake of dating. I am talking about dating for the sake of meeting and marrying the right person and building your life with somebody. So when I'm talking about um, dating coaching or, or virtual dating, it's not about dating. It's more about mating. It's more about getting people together and partnering people up for a lifetime. Okay, very good. It was important that we clarify. So let's, I guess we'll start at the beginning. What is virtual dating? I mean, I know when, okay, it was a, a while ago, we started school today. So I tell my kids I'm like 750 or however old I am. And we argue, I am, I'm not. Um, but in my days, dating meant you went actually to the Twin Towers that don't exist anymore. And you would go to one of those restaurants. And since you bought a two, two Cokes, so you got free parking, that's how you dated. You went, you sat, you lounged. Um, but that's not what virtual dating is. What is virtual dating? Virtual dating is when you meet somebody online, you start either with a phone conversation or more commonly today with a Zoom conversation and people are starting to count their virtual dates. They're like, I'm like, how long have you been dating? They're like, well, we met in, you know, we met a month ago. We've had three virtual dates and then finally we were able to transition and now we've had one in-person date. They're like, I don't know, how do we count? How, how long have we been dating? So virtual dates are happening virtually. I'm not seeing you face to face. I am seeing you through the computer. I'm only talking to you. And I 
maybe don't know when I'm going to be able to meet you. Like I have clients who are across the border. So one's in Canada and one's in the States. And from the States, you can't get to Canada unless you're a Canadian. But from Canada, you could get out. However, you have to quarantine when you go back in for two weeks. So the question is, how much do you want to meet this person? And how open are you to quarantining? For t- Are you worth quarantining for two weeks? Is it okay to come meet you for a few days and a few dates just to go back home and to be locked at home for two weeks? So virtual dating is something new. Again, this is not online dating and this is not long distance dating. This is virtual. We are existing in this cyber world and trying to meet a life partner and figuring out how to meet them in person. So the goal, the end goal, of course, at some point, the real relationship will be built through face-to-face, whatever that entails. So the purpose of the virtual dating is... The purpose of the virtual dating is to find somebody that is worthwhile to meet in person. And meeting in person should be a confirmation of what you already know. So a lot of people are like, oh, Lisa, you can't tell by video, by phone. You just don't know. So I would agree by phone alone, you cannot tell. By video, you get a lot more information. Not enough, but a lot more feedback seeing somebody. And you could have a little bit more of an inkling if this person is for you or not. And in terms of virtual dating, we can't confirm and go from I like you to I want to marry you unless I actually meet you in person. So we do have to go from the virtual to IRL to in real life. And we do have to meet. But the meeting is really a confirmation of something that we have established online. Okay, good. So... uh... I'm not sure when you became the expert in virtual dating, but because as a marriage coach, you were helping people, what we'll call normal, obviously pre-COVID, but has this been trial and error? Have you always been dabbling in this? How did you become an expert in virtual dating? Okay, so my company is called Marriage Minded, but I work with singles. So my expertise is in dating and relationships. And I've always done long distance, online, um, all sorts of dating. And in addition to normal, healthy in-person dating as well. And in March, we went from doing all of our events in person to starting webinars online and dealing with, oh my gosh, what is this virtual dating? How do we handle social distance dating and and what do we do about this and so we started talking about it i've been running you know webinars on a weekly basis i think we have 19 webinars they're an hour and a half each it's unbelievable and we've been talking all about virtual dating the entire time we're constantly talking about this and reviewing it and we have dozens of clients that we've been dealing with so we've been living through it. So I've I've been the dating expert. And because the next phase of dating became virtual dating, I just morphed into the virtual dating expert as well. Hey, I was going to bring it up before, but I think now is a good time. Now that you're moving into virtual dating, so everything becomes online. So that becomes for you personally fantastic because your business is now quite movable because you're on your way off to the land of Israel soon, you hope. Uh, Yes. Please, God, yes. Uh, My business was mostly virtual because I work with clients from all over the world. So right now um, I live in Philadelphia 
And I've been working with clients all over the States, England, Israel, Europe, Australia. Like I'm always doing a time calculation and I'm always telling people this is an Eastern time. So calculate back or forward where you're at. Um, but it makes it even more accessible uh, to people. And because my events went from in-person to on to virtual, um, yes, it makes me very portable and I am picking up with my whole family and please God, uh, in the new year in January, we are going to move to Eretz Israel. Amazing, amazing. And it's not so easy moving. You have a, you have children. It's not so easy that for them. Are they Hi. excited? <laughs> are, are they excited? Nervous? Are you nervous? I'm not nervous. No, I am. I am excited. This came up. It's been like one of those dreams talking about dating. When my husband and I were dating, I had a few key things that I was looking for in a partner. And number one, or not number one, one of the top three was a partner who was willing and excited and looking forward to making Aliyah. And we had a plan, right? You know, oh, you're naive and you're dating and you've got a whole plan. And our plan was on or before seven years from when we got married, we would make Aliyah. And, you know, we're running on Jewish standard time. So we're coming up on our 18th wedding anniversary in the wow. fall. And, and we'll finally be making Aliyah and fulfilling that dream. It took a little bit of time and for the kids it's you know it's new and it's different and it's exciting and so um we're all just getting used to what it's going to be like and where we're going to go and what it's going to look like and also wrapping up and leaving your friends and family and and there's you know it's, it's bittersweet it's not all sweet there's there's an element of you know a loss of the the relationships and the connections that you have here Ah, but you still have virtual online, so you can keep in touch. Uh, everything's with us. I mean, you can hardly hug and kiss, you know, family unless you're living in the same house. They don't even want you to get close to family members, so it doesn't feel as difficult. It feels it feels a little bit. I mean, of course it's difficult, but it it there's a distance that's already placed between us because of the world circumstances, and so this place is obviously a much more. Um, significant distance between us but virtual is what everybody's doing so it's amazing wow it's beautiful yeah it's amazing my Thank son God. is there quarantined in some i don't know where he is the school has some quarantine they'll be quarantined for yeah. two weeks and quarantine the neighborhoods but uh, but that's the life we live in right now so we just have to deal with it yeah. and i hate to use the word to move on yeah. but that is what we have to do um I, I, I pulled out little pieces for, for the time. You have just little things in the book that, just to give people an idea, it's very broad. So, for example, um, you talk about that anytime anyone's online, right, we've created um, a self of who we are or what we don't want to be, what we do want to be. It's all there online. Um, the question I always wondered was, and you actually talk about it, um, do you ever worry if a person creates a fake self? And I was, I'm going to check you out. I'm virtual dating. So I, I'm obviously going on Google, and I'm typing in your name, and I don't know who you are, what you type in. Like, how do I know when I'm looking at this person online? And I don't know any of the Tinder stuff or how any of those things work. I'm sure there's tons of fake stuff. <laughs> but, but what is someone to do? Right. So I have a whole chapter on what I call online overhaul, where somebody should Google themselves and figure out what people are seeing and hearing about them. And and then the reverse is a challenge, which is when I go to Google somebody, how do I know that who they say they are is who they really are? So if you're a good researcher, and this is like one of my favorite things to do, like I, I really like research and, and figuring things out. I 
I would compare a lot of different things and see if it all adds up. It's, it's actually quite difficult to create a completely different self than who you are and to have it match up across the board, across every social or business or whatever platform. And you'd have to work really hard and actually almost believe that you were that in order to present that. So sometimes if you see somebody and they don't exactly look like who they are, my guess is that they actually think that that's who they are and they're not trying to fake anybody out. They just aren't in touch with their own reality. Um, you will come across people who are kind of imposters and not really who they say they are. But I think that's more of like the ah, people get all excited. Oh my gosh, they're not, they're gonna lie about who they are. Mostly you wanna know what people lie about? Their age and their photo, their photo's about five to seven years old, and their age, you could take off anywhere between three to six years and and know that, or add, sorry, add three to six years, because people are taking off three to six years and they're listing their birth date as something different. So it's like the speed limit, you know, it says 25 and everybody drives 40 and nobody gets a ticket because that's just normal. So this is how it works with age and dating. Just to tell you something quick, funny, um, when I was dating my wife, so yeah, resumes, you know, you know how it works uh, in our circles. So the resume said that my wife was 5'3". If she's five feet, then that's a lot. <laughs> oh, but, height. Sorry, you're right. Height is another one. Height is another one. Height so, from, yes. Okay, I get it. So <laughs> I, I, bring, I bring it to meet my parents. So my mother says to me, and I'm very naive. Certainly I was 30 years ago. <laughs> my mother says, you know, Tzvi, she's not 5'3". I said, Ma, the paper says she's 5'3". She says, tell her to take off her shoes. She's not 5'3", you know, that long, tall. <laughs> but anyways, I found this very fascinating. You, you, you talked about something, and I want you to explain it because I think it's really very important. You talk about networking and fishing in the right uh, pond, putting in your effort, um, and then you write, um, there's a divinely determined right time when you will meet your right person. I believe I is Eliza. It will happen whenever it's meant to happen, and there's no way to know when that will be. So on one, on one side of the coin, you're telling me that I got to learn where to fish. And on the other side of the coin, you're telling me that it's all divine intervention anyways. So can I just, you know, kick up my feet and have my cup of coffee and just wait? What do you want us to do or what should we be thinking? No, <laughs> you no. absolutely cannot kick up your feet and just wait unless you've done all the work that I ask you to do and you're in a good place. And then I tell you to go on vacation. Then you can do that. Okay, good. But it's kind of like our, our Parnassa with um, Rosh Hashanah coming, right? Like, oh, it's divinely, de you know, determined. This is what you're going to earn. So what do I have to go to work for? You told me this is what I'm going to earn, but that's not how it works. I said, this is going to be what you're going to earn, but you got to go earn it. You still have to do it. So I said, this is going to be the person for you. And this is going to be the time, but you can't just wait. You have to go earn it. You go have to go look for it. You have to go do it. So there's this balancing of, I need to do my effort. And when it's the right time, my person's going to come and I know it. And I know it, and I know it. Like it's deep within me. I am not frustrated by the fact that it's not happening. Or if I am frustrated, I'm I'm surface level frustrated, but deep within me, I got it. It's gonna be the right person. It's gonna be the right time. And chill out, do my effort and don't make myself crazy. So in other words, when the person understands that God's gonna intervene, 
So I know I have to do my work, we call it hishtadlis. I know I have to put in my effort, but at the same time, I shouldn't get frustrated because the frustration has nothing to do with me. It's going to happen when it's going to happen, if and when I put in the effort I'm supposed to put in. Did I get that right? Yeah, exactly. Cool. Amazing. Another part of the book, I, I tell you, I skimmed through the book. I went through a lot of stuff. and I You did a good job. You oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm good at reading. Anyways. Um, you have something called mystery in your history that you're very I love into. This one and people hate it. I love it. I love it. I love it. And people hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Good. That's why I want you okay, to tell me what it I is. Please. Okay. Mystery in your history goes like this: From my experience in the singles that I've worked with, I believe and I know that 35% of the people that I work with will marry somebody from their history. That means either they know them or they've dated them or they were next door neighbors or whatever it is, they already exist in their life. Now, meantime, what's everybody doing? They're busy looking in the future. They're looking to see what's gonna happen in the next you know, week or month or where or who or how. They're just like, there's nothing. There's nothing here. I've got nothing in my own black book. And I'm telling you with mystery in your history, 35% chance that that person is in their own black book. And I teach people how to go backwards in time and evaluate and look at who is there and what the potential is. We do a little bit of a memory jog. We do a little bit of a brain dump. We do an evaluation of who's there. And if there's somebody from your history and you're like, oh, we dated. And I'm like, okay, great. They go on the list. And they're like, oh, but they're married. Okay, fine. Great. We could cross. Oh, but they got divorced. Put them back on, you know? So there's a lot of tools and there's a lot of moving parts to mystery in your history. Most singles hate this because they're like, Elise, I don't want to look back. I'm done. There's nobody there. I'm sure. I'm confident. And then they move on. And then meantime, in six months, they call me and they're laughing because they met somebody from the past. And I'm like, what do we waste time looking in the future for when you already had that person in your Rolodex? And had we done mystery in your history, you would have found them. So it's my favorite thing to do, but it drives people up a wall. I had um, one client, I made her do this. She came up with a list of 50 people, 50, 50 mysteries in her history. We knocked off 47 people right away. There were three people to like really evaluate. And one of them, she's like, you know, like a guy like this, but not him. Like him, but not him. Maybe, you know what, I'm gonna set him up with one of my friends. And I, and I said to her, why not him? We went through all the reasoning and everything. And I was like, you sure you're gonna pass this up? I think maybe we should look into this, at least give them a date, two dates, three dates. Like th there's actually something here. After a little bit of, you know, negotiating, she was like, okay, fine, let's let's look into it. She wrote to him. He very happily accepted her um, invitation to meet and to get together. And, you know, a bunch of dates later and a gorgeous wedding later and a few kids later, Mystery in Your History wins again. Amazing. So it's Amazing. totally worthwhile. Beautiful. There's so many parts to this book, and we don't have the time to get through everything because our time is getting close to the end. So I'm going to ask you for, you can decide if it's two or three things. One, I would like okay. you to leave us with something. Um, I would like you to talk about when you're having your virtual book launch, and if you want to tell us how to get to your website. So your order, your pick, you just go for it. Okay. So the thing that I really want to leave people with, and I always end with a blessing is that 
you should have confidence that no and know that you are going to meet the right person. Your person exists in this world and you will find that person and meet them and marry them in the right time. That is very important to me that people know it. Even if you have your down days and you don't believe it for a second here or there, it's okay. But you need to know that this is what's going to happen in your life. And call me when it happens. Email me. Let me know. I want to know. So the way that you find us, you can find us at marriagemindedmentor.com. And we have almost 20 free webinars, an hour and a half each. We have content dozens and dozens of articles, over 70 articles, videos, and we have coaches and you're welcome to work with us. And in terms of the book, I am so excited. It is going to be released on Amazon on September 6th and you can pick up virtual dating then. And if you wanna join us, we are going to have a virtual book club and there's gonna be information on our site on Marriage Minded Mentor about the virtual book the the book club it is launching in october so you can buy your book in september you can join us for the book club in october and you're going to work with us through the process and we're going to hold you accountable to everything aliza this was so much fun as always i wish you so much good luck on your move to Israel. i appreciate your time as always my music is playing so i have to let you go have a great Shabbos, and thank you for joining us as I said, the music playing. I hope you liked it short and sweet. Thank you to our wonderful sponsors and listeners. You know, I can't do it without you. Thank you to my production team. We have David behind the glass. I hope I've left you some food for thought. Until next time, I am Rabbi Tzvi Jacobson. You've been listening to Let's Talk Torah on NRM Streamcast. And until next time, don't forget to think about it. We can build every room inside is filled with things from far.